We have the latest injury updates from practice as the Islanders prepare to take on the Rangers, and we have a full preview of the final meeting between these two rivals tonight at Madison Square Garden. All that and a lot more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sartre tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. Two games left for the Islanders before the holiday break, and we will have a full preview of tonight's game at Madison Square Garden. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, if you have a comment maybe about something we spoke about, or if there's a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news notes and happenings, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so definitely join me for some instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to talk a little Islanders hockey with fellow Islanders fans, so uh, great to hear from fans game time, or anytime. You could also, of course, leave comments for us here on YouTube and uh, always check out our latest surveys and polls. Always want to know what Islander fans are thinking. The Islanders returned home on Wednesday uh, after their long road trip. Now, technically, the road trip has one more game, but it's it's in the city. It's It's at Madison Square Garden against the Rangers, so the Islanders can at least stay home and don't have to travel to, uh, you know, go to that game. They'll probably take a bus or maybe everyone just drives there, but it it should be rather basic. And that's the end, uh, officially, of this five-game road trip. Then uh, Friday, the Islanders will host the Florida Panthers, and then we head into the... uh, holiday break, roster freeze, so no trades, no moves, 
everything just sort of sits still between then and after uh, the Christmas holiday, and, and the Islanders will resume playing on the 27th. Now, the Islanders did make an official move uh, yesterday. They put Cal Clutterbuck on injured reserve. That's retroactive to December 16th. Clutter still sidelined with that upper body injury, and uh, obviously he's going to not be ready to play uh, for at least the two games before the holiday break. Now, when they put Clutterbuck on IR, they officially recalled on loan Hudson Fashing and Simon Holmstrom from Bridgeport. Now, they were already there, but uh, again, the CBA, you have to sort of make these technical moves, uh, but by placing Clutterbuck on IR, they can make the move an emergency loan, and that affects the way waivers work and everything else. Corey Schneider, also an emergency recall from Bridgeport because Semyon Varlamov still out with a lower body injury. And again, not looking like Varley will be ready to play. Certainly not tonight and probably not on Friday either. The fact of the matter is, out of the uh, injured players, only one of them has resumed skating. That is Kyle Palmieri. Palms skating, Lane Lambert telling media members on Wednesday that that was the case. Now, Palmieri out with an upper body injury, missed the last two games, only played one game before re-injuring himself or, or injuring himself again. It wasn't the same injury, but he has now missed uh, 12 of the last 13 games. So that's frustrating, but out of the injured players, Palmieri probably the only one with a chance to come back and play tonight or maybe Friday? Or do you think the Islanders get a little more cautious and hold him out until after the holiday? To me, if Palmieri is available, you go with him. Uh, you know, this team does need a little extra offense. And as well as Simon Holmstrom has played at times, he's certainly not consistent yet at this stage in his career and certainly I think you get more juice offensively over the long run uh, over the course of a game from a healthy Kyle Palmieri so the question is now that he's resumed skating how ready is he to play it will probably be a game time decision for Palms but hopefully the Islanders will get him back very soon Adam Pellick Still on IR, <clears throat> excuse me, upper body injury, not skating yet. Semyon Varlamov, uh, Varlamov, lower body injury, not skating yet. Cal Clutterbuck, obviously not skating yet. So that's the situation for the uh, New York Islanders injury report. And uh, it looks like it's pretty much status quo I'll say this, odds are Hudson Fashing playing again against the Rangers. Is there a chance that, that uh, Lane Lambert decides, you know, I'd rather have Ross Johnston out there against the Rangers because things could get physical? I would tend to think that it's not the case, only because the Rangers are a, a good, fast skating team, and I think 
you know, they're more known for their speed than for their rough stuff, even though they do have a couple of guys who can mix it up. So I would tend to think that they stick with fashing tonight. But again, we'll see what Lane Lambert decides. And, and as soon as we know, we'll tweet that out to you uh, on Twitter. The uh, other announcement that the Islanders made, the NHL said that the Islanders-Sabres game on Thursday, January 19th, it was originally a 7 o'clock Eastern time start, now going to be at 7.30. Why? Well, the Sabres are going to uh, retire Ryan Miller, their former goaltender, his jersey to the rafters in Buffalo and induct him into the Sabres Hall of Fame. So as a result of the ceremony, uh, the game time has been moved from 7 to 7.30 so that fans can get there on time for the ceremony. And those ceremonies are always kind of tricky because the, the home team, it's a little more emotional. For the fans, it's emotional. The road team, it's kind of like hurry up and wait. And, you know, you, you do your pregame warm-ups and you skate around and then you sit on the bench and watch the ceremony for 15 minutes or so, 20 minutes or so, and you cool off. Then you get to skate around maybe a couple of minutes before the game resumes but or, or gets underway. But overall, it's just a, uh, a, a it ruins the routine <clears throat> for the players. You hope the home team, the emotion of it, maybe uh, detracts from their performance. But it, for the players, especially when it's not your team involved in the ceremony, uh, it can get your timing off. And that is something that hopefully the Islanders are ready to deal with and can handle. Look, the fact that this is a veteran team, that they've been through this so often, I'm a little less worried about the Islanders than I would be about an inexperienced team with younger players who really you know, haven't been through this as many times. But just wanted to let everybody know, and I'm sure we'll discuss this again once we, you know, next month when we get closer to that game in Buffalo. Lots more to discuss on today's episode. Islanders, Rangers at the Garden tonight. We will discuss that. We'll have a full preview, final meeting of these two rivals. We've got that. And a four-time Stanley Cup winner is our Islanders' birthday of the day. So all that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by your friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season, pro and college basketball, and of course the NHL. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Hey, <clears throat> the Islanders, two games before the holiday break, Rangers tonight on the road, Panthers tomorrow at home. Maybe you want to turn your knowledge of the Islanders into a way to make some money. Go over to Bet Online and check out the odds there. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Sports today. 
the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So, Islanders, Rangers, tonight, Madison Square Garden, 7 o'clock Eastern time start. And uh, hopefully everyone can find uh, Brandon and Butch uh, rather than have to listen to either the Rangers announcers or neutral announcers. Although, look, Sam Rosen uh, always does a great job. Nice guy. Always enjoy talking to uh, Sam whenever the uh, Islanders and Rangers managed to meet. The Rangers had their seven-game winning streak snapped uh, just the other night. It was uh, on uh, on Tuesday, excuse me. They lost three to two to the Pittsburgh Penguins, but the Rangers have been red hot lately. They are now 18, 11, and five on the season. And I'll I'll tell you this: How important is this game for the Islanders right now? The Islanders are tied for fifth place in the Metropolitan Division. The Rangers are in fourth. Three points separate the Islanders from the Rangers. The Islanders have a game in hand. If the Islanders beat the Rangers tonight in regulation, they'll still have a game in hand. They'll be one point back. If the Rangers beat the Islanders in regulation, it will be a five-point deficit for the Islanders to make up. And yeah, they'll still have the game in hand, but... And they'll play that game in hand, by the way, on Friday because this is the Rangers' last game before the holiday break. Now, the Rangers, here is a team. We all know how good they can be. They reached the conference final last year. You have Igor Shesterkin, one of the better goalies in the league. Islanders have Ilya Sorokin, one of the better goalies in the league. These two goalies are friends from their time in Russia and playing against each other in the KHL, growing up in Russia as hockey prodigies. So there's a personal aspect to this rivalry that I think just adds even a little more juice to it. Not that it needs it. But you look at the Rangers, we said 18, 11, and 5. Seventh in the league in goals scored, 12th in goals against. That tells you that this is a consistently good team that got off to a little bit of a slow start. So Shesterkin, 16-5-4, a 2-4-2 goals against average and a 9-18 save percentage. Not really typical Igor Shesterkin numbers, so his play has been off a little bit. The backup is Yaroslav Halak with the Rangers not playing uh, after this game until December 27th. I doubt Halak gets the start. We'll probably see Shesterkin. Halak, 2-6-1, a 3-0-4 goals against and an 8-90 save percentage. So the former Islander, uh, you know, has struggled at times, although a lack of support, both the way the team has played in front of him and a lack of goal-scoring support hasn't helped Halak's record. Right now, Artemi Artemi Panarin, 40 points in 34 games, only 8 goals, but 32 assists by far leading the team. Chris Kreider, he scored both of the Rangers' goals against Pittsburgh on Tuesday, now leads the team with 16 goals in 34 games. 
That puts him at about, what, a 38-39 goal pace. Not quite what he did last year, but still pretty darn good. Mika Zibinijad, 15 goals, 37 points. Adam Fox, 11 of his 27 assists have come on the power play. And Vincent Trocek, uh, dangerous on the power play. He's got seven power play goals. Zibinijad has 10. Uh, the power play, 13th in the league, a 23.3% success rate, while the PK is 11th, an 80.2% success rate. We know a lot of these names. Uh, this is a, a, a talented team. They've got a good mixture of uh, youth and experience. Zabinijad is the first-line center with Artemi Panarin to his left, Barclay Goodrow to his right. The second line, Philip Cheadle. Alex Lafreniere and Capo Caco, the younger line. Vincent Trocek centers Kreider and Jimmy Vesey as the third line. And then Johnny Brodzinski is the fourth line center with Sammy Blaze and Vitaly Kravstov uh, on either side of him. On defense, Adam Fox, by far their most dangerous offensive defenseman. He's teamed with Ryan Lindgren on the top pair. Jacob Truba and Keandre Miller are the middle pair. And then Ben Harper and Brendan Schneider, uh, uh, Braden Schneider, excuse me, are the third pair. On the power play, Zabinijad on the first unit goes back to the point along with Fox. They go with Kreider, Trocek, and Panarin up front. The second unit, Cheadle, Lafreniere, and Kako up front. Truba and Kravstov are on the blue line. Right now, this is a healthy team, no significant injuries listed. And look, the Islanders often play very well at Madison Square Garden. No reason to believe they can't do that again. The key to me remains not letting some of these faster players, your Panarins, your Zabinijads, your, your uh, Foxes, you can't give them time and space, especially in the neutral zone. It, when you're missing Adam Pellick, especially, because if this Ranger team is able to get through the neutral zone at high speed and have the defense back on their heels, this Islander team is going to be in trouble. You got to get good goaltending, very important. Now, you got to back to back. Whether I, I think because we're coming up. To the holiday break, we may see Sorokin play both games. It's always possible Schneider uh, gets the start in one of them. I would think he would probably go against Florida if there was one of the two. And it also may depend on how the Islanders do tonight. If the Islanders win tonight, maybe there's a little less pressure. Maybe they can go with Schneider on Friday. If they lose tonight and they need the win against Florida even more, they probably go with Sorokin. But, again, we'll see how Lane Lambert decides to play it. I'm looking for a big game from Brock Nelson and Anders Lee and Noah Dobson. Those are the three players, I think, that we need to come up big. And then the identity line. Sezikis, Martin, and, again, most likely Fashing. Going to have to give the Islanders a strong performance to check and slow things down. I also want to see J.G. Pajot do his thing, win face-offs. He's one of the better face-off men in the league. He and Sezikis are the two best players on the draw for the Islanders. 
don't let the Rangers get the puck off the draw and take control of things. That will be another key for the Isles in this game. Because the Rangers are the home team, they will have the final change. But uh, again, it's not a playoff game. I don't know how important line matchups will be in this game. So should be a good one. Always love the rivalry. Uh, and 7 o'clock tonight at Madison Square Garden, Islanders, Rangers. Folks, it doesn't get too much better than that during the regular season. We have got more to discuss on today's episode. We have an underrated member of all four Islanders Stanley Cup winning teams. He will be our Islanders birthday of the day. We've got that and some final thoughts about tonight's game coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high can get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell, your co-workers can tell, even your parents can tell. Everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by the NHTSA. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Today is the 68th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Stefan Pearson. Pearson, drafted by the Islanders in the 14th round back in 1974, stayed in his native Sweden until 1977-78 when he came over to the Islanders, and he had an immediate offensive impact. You know, people forget how good he was offensively. Because Dennis Potman always overshadowed him numerically. But as a rookie, in 66 games, 56 points, 6 goals, 50 assists. The following year, 10 goals, that was his career high, and a career high 66 points. Followed that up with a 39-point year in 79-80 and a 61-point year in 1980-81. Boy, did he come through also during the Stanley Cup run in 1980. 15 points, 5 goals, 10 assists in 21 playoff games. Two years later, in 13 playoff games, a goal and 15 points. That's better than a point a game uh, uh, average for Stefan Pearson. And look, you know, 6'1", 190, not the most physical guy, but certainly wasn't a liability defensively, and uh, very good on the power play unit, and and really knew, uh, you know, how to play a winning style of hockey. And it's interesting, you know, in the late part of the 85-86 season, the Islanders looked to trade away some of their players. They knew the team was getting older, and they dealt Pearson to the Winnipeg Jets for a player to be named later. That guy gets traded all the time. And 
Pearson basically decided that he was not going to report to Winnipeg and just retired from the NHL altogether. Went on to play three more seasons in Sweden, but uh, that was it. He, he basically decided if he wasn't going to be an Islander, he didn't want to play for another NHL team. Basically became uh, the general manager of the, of the Sweden's national junior team. Later on was involved in management uh, over in Sweden for many years. But Stefan Pearson, a very good passer, a very good uh, defenseman and just a little bit forgotten maybe because he's been back in Sweden and doesn't really uh, appear at all that many alumni events as a result. For his NHL career, 622 games, 52 goals, 369 points, 579 penalty minutes, add 7 goals and 57 points in 102 playoff games, all of them with the Isles. We'll go back and look at one of his better games with the Isles. November 18, 1978 at the Coliseum. Bring on the Broad Street Bullies. The Flyers are in town. Bernie Perrant gets the start for Philadelphia. Chico Resch in goal for the Isles. And our Islanders' birthday of the day. Stefan Pearson gets things started for the Isles just 5 minutes and 15 seconds into the game. His third from John Tonelli and Wayne Merrick. Isles up 1-0. Bob Bourne makes it 2-0 Isles at the 8.53 mark. His eighth from Lorne Henning and Stefan Pearson, our Islanders' birthday of the day. That made it 2 nothing, and then with 12 seconds left in the period, Billy Harris, his sixth from John Tonelli at 1948, 3 nothing Isles after the first period. In the second period, the Flyers pick up the rough stuff. Ben Wilson and Gary Howitt drop the gloves. Then the Islanders give up their first goal of the year. Big defenseman Bob Daly scores an unassisted goal for the Flyers at 10:39. That makes it... 3-1, but Clark Gillies answers a minute and a half later. His fifth from Bob Bourne and Lauren Henning at 12.08. And then five and a half minutes after that, Michael Dean Bossy. His tenth, Richie Hansen, Long Island's own, and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Stefan Pearson with the assist at 17.48. Five one Isles after two periods. A fight also Late in the period, Dave Hoyta of the Flyers and Bobby Nystrom of the Islanders dropped the gloves. So, two fights in that second period. In the third, the Islanders pull away. Dennis Potvan from Tonelli and Merrick. Mike Bossy from Hanson and Gillies. Drew Callender scores for the Flyers from Blake Dunlop and Dave Hoyta. And then Clark Gillies closes out the scoring with his sixth of the year from Mike Kazicki and Mike Bossy. Islanders trounce the Flyers 8-2. Bernie Perrant pulled after the first period. Wayne Stevenson finished up, but Perrant did get the loss. Chico Resch, 30 saves to get the win. But for Stefan Pearson, our Islanders' birthday of the day, a goal, two assists. He was a plus five in this game and had two shots on goal. So Stefan Pearson, an underappreciated member of all four Islanders Stanley Cup winning teams, he turned 68 today, and he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. Now make Locked On Sports today your second listen. Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. 
get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Can't wait for tonight. Always love Islanders Rangers. It's a great rivalry and some of the best hockey I've ever seen. Uh, Again, I will be live tweeting during the game, so make sure you join me for that. Until then, have a great day, everyone. Again, happy Hanukkah to those celebrating, and uh, stay safe. And, of course, let's go Islanders.